Well, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. I blame myself. So do I. Well, no sense worrying about it now. Why worry? Each of us is wearing an unlicensed nuclear accelerator on his back. Yep. Let's get ready. Switch me on. All right, kids, let's get cracking. Next seminar up, April 1st through the 3rd, and then June 3rd through the 5th, both those, of course, in Wichita Falls. Then for training camps on the list, we have a self-sufficient lifter camp on March 19th in Wichita Falls, covering the squat, the press, the deadlift, how to film yourself, and how to diagnose your own technique. Then our first ever lift, shoot, fight camp, that's a two-day camp, April 30th through May 1st, that's in Wichita Falls as well, and that'll be covering all the barbell lifts, uh, some shooting, and rolling around with sweaty men. Then we've added a squat camp to the list, our first one in Alabama, that'll be in Mobile, Alabama on March 19th. Then a couple squat and deadlift camps added to the list, March 20th in Austin, Texas at Starting Strength Austin, then March 26th in Moodus, Connecticut. And then finally our three-lift camp in Baltimore at 5x3 Training, that's on April 24th. Starting Strength gyms continue to look for talent, so if you feel like you are talented and you'd like to make coaching a career, head over to startingstrengthgyms.com, check out the coaching tab, fill out the form, and talk to my buddy, Anna Capel. Anna is currently caught behind enemy lines in New York, so thoughts and prayers for Anna. And as usual, for more information on anything that I've talked about, head over to startingstrength.com and check out the right-hand side of the homepage. From the Asgard Company Studios in beautiful Wichita Falls, Texas, from the finest mind in the modern fitness industry, the one true voice in the strength and conditioning profession, the most important podcast on the internet, ladies and gentlemen, starting Strength Radio. Welcome back to Starting Strength Radio. Uh, we are going to do a, a call-in Q&A today, which has always, always been productive. Because uh, people that call in, I mean, historically, the people that call into this thing have been, have been uh, you know, polite and in some cases informative, interested in what we have to say. Generally, yes. Generally, as a, as a general rule, calls have all been of high quality. Uh, I'm happy to be associated with you guys. I'm glad you're my friends. And that's in stark contrast to comments, comments. from, from uh, the shitbags. Shit I'm sorry. The haters. Okay. It just amazes me. These things never cease to fucking amaze me. They really don't. <laughs> All right. How to box squat. This is a platform video apparently from several years ago. That's an old one, yeah. So Luke Dunkley says, squat or good morning. Luke's confused. That's it? That's what he said. That's good. Squat or good morning? It's like a headline. Attention grabbing. Squat or good morning? See, because to Luke and his ilk, a squat has a vertical back angle. Of course. I guess that means that Luke's an Olympic weightlifter. Or a personal trainer. Elite. Yeah, or a personal trainer. 
at Gold's Gym. Or a physical therapist. At Gold's Gym or a physical therapist. Or a doctor. Or an orthopedic surgeon or an LVN. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Luke. Here is a comment from some dipshit about learning to from the learning to squat learn to squat starting strength method video and uh mario uh some uh fucking eastern european last name says don't accept anything but full depth this is like audio is from Another video, I swear this is a really good tutorial for how to striper squat. <laughs> Honestly amazed by all the positive comments. Anyway, bravo for the effort. <laughs> not hating, just saying this is not a great tutorial. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite new developments is your... your expression that's the, that's the exclamation, exclamation mark points. the people who aren't watching this are missing out yeah i was watching our, the, the last q a the other day i i lived it i mean i was here yes and it's still fucking hilarious it's still funny still hilarious well good i'm i'm nothing if i'm not entertaining right that's true okay Mari kunis says it's amazing how everything this guy is saying is just wrong <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and trap bar. Ah, yes. Yes. Of course. Paying dividends well into the future. Had we known when we made that fucking video, the the comments from the haters that that thing was going to generate, hell, I'd have have probably made it three times longer. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. If only the haters knew how much money that video has made us. Millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. Ad revenue. You know. Yep. They're contributing. I just bought a new Cadillac <laughs> with just that. Just the proceeds of the trap bar yeah, video. Yeah, from the proceeds of the <laughs> trap bar video. All right. So uh, I guess this is in – now, is this in response to Mari Kunis? Oh, it might be. It's under? It's under? Yeah, it's underneath the, right. the thing. Yeah. So it says, get mad at this if you want. It's the truth. By you being a generally Trump-y, QAnon type of person, you pretty much half the business you can do. I'm Arabic-African, and when presented with the opportunity to be trained by you, I said, screw that, and I know for a fact I'm not the only one just saying when were you presented with the opportunity to be trained by me? I don't train Arabic Africans. It's just I just don't do it. They're beneath my dignity. You being an Arabic African and all, you're not eligible to be trained by me. Now, some people are going to say that's racism, right? Something. But it really not. It's really not. It's just. You know, assholeness. Not so much racism. Uh, anyway, uh, I mean, you brought up the Arabic African, not me. So, 
but look, we have known for quite some time, my good friend from Arabia slash Africa, that this thing we do does not appeal to everybody. And I'll tell you right now that uh, we cut way more than our business in half with uh, this thing we do here. All right. And still, I got me a new Cadillac. <laughs> Which model did you get? I don't remember. I don't know. It's the pink one. Ah, okay. The pink model. pink one you know well you know aretha franklin had that song and i just always wanted yeah. one so i went down and got me one okay pablo marrero look there's a picture of pablo here his little thumbnail Oh, nice. He's got, a, he's got a big gray beard and shades on. Oh, good. He's got a dark mustache and shades. And his name's Pablo? Pablo. Mm, I wonder what his profession is. He's a gangster. Of course. Well, he thinks he's a gangster anyway. You know, Pablo walks in the gym. I'm not even going to say anything to him. I'm just going to kill him. <laughs> Before he kills you. Before he kills me, I just <laughs> kill him. Right. Looking like a staunch pit bull coach, smashed and slammed. Now, what do you suppose that even fucking means? Staunch and I will slammed. read this again. There are no uppercase uh, letters okay. in this, in this sentence, quote, unquote. Looking like a staunch... Pitbull coach smashed and slammed. Staunch. You got the slightest idea what he's No, I have no clue. I don't know what he's talking about either. But I'm not going to talk to him. I'm just going to kill him. He walks in the gym. 3118 Buchanan Street, Wichita Falls, Texas. 76308. Motherfucker. Nice. Gangster right. talk. Gangsta talk. I want him to understand. Yeah. And the last thing here, Corey Griffin says, well, gee, star, 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 in. That doesn't really account for all the letters in God damn, does it? No. I wonder what he meant by that. Yeah. It's probably what he meant, but he can't count. Yeah, yeah. Just hit it randomly. Haven't I bought enough books to access the full episode? No, Corey, you haven't. No, you haven't. And that's comments from, from the haters. Oh, excellent. Now that that's over with, I think I'm going to start just keeping them brief like that i can't hardly stand to have this shit in front of me for any longer than that. it's a shame it's a shame the well you you it. like it and you think i like it I, the fans like it it's yeah. just too aggravating yeah 
it's just too aggravating. Some days the aggravation just can't, you know, can't put up with it. Other days I can deal with it, but today's not one of those days. So anyway, now what did I say we were going to do? Do you want to take a phone call or two? I said earlier that we were going to take, that it was going to be call in Q&A time, didn't I? Yep. Isn't that what I said? Yep. Well, I meant it. I meant it. I meant every syllable of that statement. So today, uh, we're going to start taking calls. Now, we post this a couple of days in advance. You guys have the link, the phone number. How is this done? They call a phone number. The phone number is 843-627-4246. It's actually Bree's cell phone number so you can call that anytime call that at three in the morning yep anytime she's up all the time yep and she wants to talk to you 843-627-4246 that's it man that's it just give us a call okay all right let's see what happens shall we let's take our lives in our own hands here and see what happens by just throwing the show open to the amateurs. All right. Here we go. All right. Cross your fingers. Hello? Hello. Hey. Howdy. Hey, what's going on? Well, who's this? You promise you won't hate me? I want, no. 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 <laughs> I can't make it. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, it's it's Ben from Mississippi. I've called in before. Ben from Mississippi. Ben, your your anonymity is assured here. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, that's a. I, I thought about giving you a fake name, but I I'm too. It's too late for that, I guess. Well, you know, I wouldn't have known had you done so. So it's <laughs> called integrity. Yeah. <laughs> you could have you could have said my name yeah. is Aloysius or something like that. You know. Yeah, and I would not have My known any different. You could you could have said that. <laughs> I, you know, there are other Mark Ripitoes, yep. but there's a few. Not many, but yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. There's a guy in Tennessee. So um, there's a Mark Ripito who I believe is a is a, a golf coach. Really, he comes up on the uh, mm-hmm. Google alerts every once in a while. How about that? Yeah. I wonder if they call him Rip too. Yeah, most Ripitoes get called Rip. So just makes sense, right? Yeah. So anyway, Ben, what's going on? Yep. What's on your low mind well, uh, today? Well, um, I called in the first time and said I was in the process of applying to pharmacy school. Right. And uh, sure enough, they are requiring their students to stay up to date on their vaccination. Well, yeah. So I'm not going. Well, you know. I hate to hear that, Ben. I mean, pharmacy school yeah, is, is, a, yeah. is a professional curriculum, and it's not like uh, getting a degree in uh, grievance studies or something like that, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it seemed like a good idea. It, it did seem like a good idea, didn't it? Until, mm-hmm. yep. until the world turned upside down and absolutely right. nothing made any sense anymore. And uh, Yeah, well, well I hate if they want to act like that, yeah, I mean, so what are you going to do in in uh, 
as an alternative to that? Well, I was I talked to uh, Ina about a starting strength coaching job. Yeah. Um, but I because I have arthritis, like I mentioned in the in the first call in, I have got to have uh, insurance that covers my medication. So yeah, um, we're not in a position. I think to I'm going to get a job. Right now, but. Yeah, and I mean, and I understand all that. That's fine. Right. Um, I think I'm going to get a job at a Walmart DC. At Walmart Um, DC. Yeah, distribution center. Oh, really? Yeah. And and just be a slave to uh, Bentonville, Arkansas. Oh yeah, the corporate. The corporate slave to Bentonville, Arkansas. Fifteen (laughs) dollars an hour, and you'll be assigned the task of you'll be working your licking up spills with your tongue. Yeah, I hey, I don't mind doing that if it's if they don't force me to get a not vaccination. Well, I don't know what they'll do. You know, Walmart is yeah. So far, it, they haven't done any of that. Well, in this day and age, Walmart is awfully corporate. You know, mm-hmm. they're not a lot well, different. We'll the advantage of working at a place like that is you have a job from whatever. Let's say it's three to eleven p.m. Uh, and then mm-hmm. you, you leave that job and you forget about it until the next day, which gives you the opportunity to, to pursue your uh, goals, right? So right. if you want to be a coach, yeah. you're going to coach around that job. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, I may end up doing that. I don't know. But that's about it, man, there, unless, um, you're, unless you have uh, your eyes on Walmart management or going to another warehouse because yeah. those are uh, – you're working in a distribution center. You're a you're a cog, you know. Yeah, those are not yeah. uh, a terribly rewarding uh, position. You know, I don't think you could call that a career. I doubt they call it a career. You know, especially Maybe not. WalMarts and Amazons of the world, where you're right. You're up against these uh, time demands and stuff, and you just got to meet those. Uh, got to meet the numbers. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, so let so, me ask you a question. Why? Why did? Uh, are have you? Uh, uh, what's your undergraduate background? Have you got a, a chemistry degree, or you? You? I, no, I don't. I don't have any degree right now. I was about. I was about to get my bachelor of pharmacy, oh. my bachelor of science in in pharmaceutical sciences. Right. But I I haven't even done that yet. Uh, so I don't have any degree. I've just taken a bunch of science classes. Right. Well, uh, man, I hate. And I may go that. for it. You know, if you could just yeah. hang on here uh, a year or two, it may be that the paroxysm of insanity that we are currently enjoying right now may subside. Yeah. There are some signs mm-hmm. that there are cracks in the wall, and. Uh, you know there are things yeah, that are going I've seen on. Yeah, a little bit of it. You know the the OSHA mandates just been struck down, and and uh, mm-hmm. various judges are ruling against various mandates and all this other shit. And it's it's we're hearing more of this, uh, more and more of this every day. And I, I Ireland and the UK. Ireland said, oh, and the UK mind. said, you know, oh, you know, all that shit last week about the mass mandates. Ah, fuck, never mind. And you know how we have to be <laughs> like, you know, everybody over there across the ocean so yeah. maybe we'll maybe we'll follow suit well uh, the united states is to western europe as wichita falls is to dallas 
<laughs> you know, we we've got to be like Dallas, and and it, I don't know. Hell, it may be that you know it, the the economic reality of this insanity has got to dawn on people at some point. Now, it may take the first Tuesday in November of 2022 for that to take place. <laughs> and I think that it will. I mean, no one gives a shit about um, gender-affirming surgery for military service members when gas is $9 a gallon, <laughs> you know, when the grocery store shelves are empty. You know, when you when you can't get the shit you need, you know, all of this this luxury progressive agenda bullshit kind of becomes irrelevant. And people tend to to uh, uh, there will be a backlash because these people that are in charge of this thing right now are incapable of fixing it. They're absolutely incapable of fixing it. And uh, as a result, that things are going to be real bad by, uh, by, by the election. If they allow us to have the election, then it's going to be an interesting fall coming up. And uh, uh, this is the weakest administration in the history of the United States, and everybody can see it. Yeah, it really uh, is pitiful. Yeah, it, it really is. It's pathetic, you know, this— did you see where uh, yeah, I did. Joe Biden called that? Yeah, I did. I knew what you were going to say. He called call him a stupid. I wish they just let him go. Just let him talk. No, like just, let him talk. Let him talk. That'd be funny Get, as hell. Let him trot talk. him out there every <laughs> afternoon at one o'clock. Oh, it'd be fantastic. And just let him, just let him free farm on the microphone oh. and and let's be, see what happens. That'd be hilarious. I, hey, I'd be for keeping him in office. We do that. It'd That'd be, be entertaining. Great. It'd be a hell of a lot more entertaining. And then let hearing him talk shit to all let, the reporters. Let, hey, uh, Kamala. Hey, fat. <laughs> yeah. Shut yeah. your damn mouth. Shut your damn mouth. <laughs> and then let Kamala say whatever the hell it is she's going to say today. And this, this gibberish. Make people makes, hate her more. Yeah. She's going to be. She's going to be remembered in the United States right along with Nikita Khrushchev. <laughs> Oh, shit. Oh. You just, <laughs> I'm telling you, that, that fucking bitch is, she is amazing. She really is. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, yep. just, I, you know, don't permanently change your plans. Let's just sit tight and uh, mm -hmm. be flexible. And it may be that pharmacy school becomes a viable option here before too damn long. Because, uh, I mean, yeah. if you were a pharmacist, did you understand the difference between a treatment and a vaccine? It has to dawn mm -hmm. on the pharmacy school. <laughs> you would think. The words right. they're using are not accurate. <laughs> right. So just sit tight. Let's see what happens. All right. Mm -hmm. Okay, Ben. Thanks for yep. the call. <laughs> God, my poor Ben. Poor Ben. He sounds like a good kid. He's just not busy enough to avoid calling this damn podcast <laughs> he's the second guy i've heard uh, say that the pharmacy schools needed a vaccine they're requiring a vaccine yeah and you have to explain to the pharmacy school what a vaccine is yeah. Fuck. it's just it's just amazing it really is yeah all right ready? all right ready here we go
buckle up. Hold on tight now, boys and girls. All right. Talk to me. Hey, Mark. This is Jay in Chicago. Hey, Jay. It's happening. Nice to talk to you. I have a question for you. Okay. But I also want to note, I actually appreciate you going out of your lane from time to time. Um, You know, Jay, I don't have a lane. (laughs) It's a character flaw of mine. I don't have a lane. And, uh, you know, I've got... uh, you know, like these, you know, you don't hear anybody say anything about my lane when we start talking about movies with Musser, right. you know, here, Musser is a, a law enforcement protection, you know, kind of guy like that. And I'm a petroleum geologist and a, and a strength coach and everything. Here we are talking about movies, but nobody bitches about both of us being out of our lanes when we talk about the fucking movies. Right. What is it about all this other shit that that prompts these comments about being out of our lane? I don't understand it, but I, I'm glad you appreciate the the variety nature of our job here at at StartingStrength.com. Well, I would tend to not agree with you on a lot of things, but I appreciate hearing other ideas. I'm surprised more people don't uh, appreciate that, but. Well, uh, you know, I've, I I appreciate your having said that. I uh, um, I read around quite a bit, and I'm not just familiar with the uh, the drivel that spills down from Fox News any more than I am only familiar with the drivel that drips from the bloated udders of cnn you know i mean I, I look at all of it and i uh do the math and i arrive at a an answer to the equation and uh you know you can uh f- you know fault me for my math but if the math is there then the equation is solved right so uh sure well that's kind of kind of my question for you so right. i listened to your your uh episode on the labor market which i thought was interesting so yeah we 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 talked in general uh with with ray gillenwater about uh, uh the labor market and specifically what you know how that uh applies to what we're trying to get done with starting to drink gyms and uh you know, I uh, I stand by everything I said about higher education and apprenticeship and all that other stuff with respect to that topic. You know, so what? Is, what's your point? Well, so I I kind of hear you on uh, obviously the government sent all the stimulus into the economy, which cr- caused people to basically spend like crazy at a time when supply wasn't there, right. which is causing inflation, and we're, mm-hmm. you know, we're seeing all the craziness. Right. But it would seem to me that your business is being held by all of this. I don't, I'm just interested in your thoughts on that. Well, here's so my thoughts on it. Right. Anytime you get into an inflationary situation, 
all right? My business may be being helped by by this in terms of, uh, uh, you know, I. but if overhead goes up as income goes up, uh, net is zero. Or it's reduced, or or, it, or it's reduced. It's just reduced, but we're but it's, we're you know. we're we're fortunate to have set up a thing where, uh, regardless of of what the situation would have been, we still probably would have been doing pretty well. And yeah, I think we've benefited from the the format and the uh, footprint of the gyms just because it happened to be that everybody was terrified of being around other people. Um, but the uh, but just the simple fact that we've happened to come out of this okay or even better doesn't negate the fact that the situation is shit is fucked up is real fucked up and in fact uh i mean it's been observed that uh this is probably the worst business climate in the history of the united states this is certainly far worse than anything that we experienced during world war ii that you would probably have to go back to the Civil War in the 1860s to find a a more fucked up business climate than we are in right this minute. You have the federal government actively undermining actively undermining business by printing printing money and handing it to people that now don't have to work in those businesses and the businesses go out of business and productivity all over the economy is adversely affected. And this is government policy. This is, this is insanity. There's not anything sane about this. I mean, it's not like we don't know what inflation is. It's not like we don't know what causes inflation. It's not like we haven't had example after example throughout history of other countries fucking this thing up uh, like this, you know, it's not like we don't have examples within recent history of, of the United States government fucking all this up, but never has the United States government fucked it up this bad. Never. And it's all, look, and, it's always a combination of things, but where, what else would account for the labor shortage? I mean, obviously the, what happened at the beginning of this thing is they shut down a bunch of sm- uh, almost every small business in the country right. and allowed Amazon and all these m- massive companies to keep operating and keep hiring and expand just ridiculously. Essential and non-essential essential were the two, essential. the two and categories of all businesses in the United who, States. Everybody who was an essential employee was treated like absolute shit. So you got a bunch of p- pissed off people who were overworked and and then you open back up and all the you know a bunch of the small businesses are in trouble a bunch of them closed and people are underpaid and they're pissed off and then on top of that you're paying them to stay home whether they're making their salary that they were making before or not is inconsequential it, it doesn't you, make any difference if you pay them to stay home what they would have accomplished at work in other words the value they would have added to whatever production process they participated in is not there right and that can't be undone you know, you've got a two-year gap in productivity in the United States and most of the world's economy so that big pharma can make a bunch of fucking money. Essentially, yeah. And, you know, 
I'd like to hear Jay's take on it. I would too. Yeah, what do Jay, you, what Jay's do you think, Jay? being polite. Well, one of the things that worries me is I think people have made these small lives now where they're kind of like, I don't want multiple cars. I don't want a boat. All I need is my phone. All I need is Netflix. I don't need a driver. I really license. worry where that's going to leave us. Right, exactly. I don't think that's happened, though. How many, I mean, have, have you tried to buy a car or a house in the last two years? People are buying stuff like crazy, man. With money they didn't work to get. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this is a, just the most perverse. Apple situation. Apple has had like really successful launches of new, new, new laptops and new phones, and uh, and so is you know every tech thing has has gone well. Um, you know that that's the weird part to me is that there's n- n- nobody's like we're not feeling the effects of it yet. Like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen in two years? What's going to happen to this crazy ass housing market? Yeah, this you know? is. Uh, you know, everybody's trying to leave places like New York City and Los Angeles and San Francisco and Minneapolis and all these Democrat-run shitholes where, you know, eight-year-old girls get shot in the head when they're walking down a goddamn sidewalk with their mom, right? Everybody's trying to leave these places. Chicago, for example, right? And they're coming here... They're coming here, and a house in Wichita Falls, five years ago, there wasn't a house in Wichita Falls that was worth $900,000. I don't think there was a single house in Wichita Falls worth that kind of money. And housing prices in Wichita Falls, Texas, Wichita Falls, Texas, famous as a shithole, okay? (laughs) Famous nationwide as a shithole. Housing prices here have almost doubled. That's kind of crazy. Now, this is this is not the effect of the market. This is the effect of the government. Yeah. yeah. And it's 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 murdering everybody's ass. You know, like all right, wonderful. My my property out there in western Wichita County doubled in value. Wonderful. But how does that benefit me if the place I'd have to move to is doubled in value too? Right. Yeah. You know, you see these little signals of it, like the, you know, the gas prices and shit being out of stock at Walmart, which never happens. Never, never happens. Never happens. They, they've set up the entire world to never be out of stock of shit. And they're out of stock of things regularly. Right. The whole world's retail distribution system is built is by JIT, just in time. It's a new, it's a thing that didn't happen 40 years ago. But as long as everything was working nicely, right. it worked okay. Right? Yeah. As long they as come the- in and they don't have a bunch of warehouse space in any store now. They've got some shelving in the back, but what they rely on is a truck with today's order on it to show up at 3 a.m. so they can stock the shelves for the next day. Right. And they, th- this is a, a, a very carefully orchestrated system. It's finely tuned, and it works just fine as long as the federal government doesn't fuck it up. Yeah, you get these you get these little signals bubbling up, and it, it that you know it's a minor inconvenience for most of us, but that's uh, those are symptoms of a serious fucking underlying problem because everything right. is so efficient today, and uh, it, when you start breaking that down, 
um, there's something going on. It's concerning. In fact, yeah, I just wanted to kind of see your thoughts on that. Well, those are my like, thoughts. Uh, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? Do you have any I just, any contrary take on the thing? Maybe I'm missing something. No, not necessarily. It's just it's so interesting that like things can go awry, but then you can still benefit from them. So I just kind of wondered your opinion on that. Well, you know, there are a lot of ways to benefit from things going awry. Were I going to be a craven dog, a, 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 a sickening, opportunistic piece of shit, I would have gone in the mask business. I would have gone in the face mask business. That's what I would have done and made trillions of dollars in the face mask business. That's what I would have done if I was a truly you know, craven piece of shit like lots and lots of people are. So, there, yeah, there's ways to turn adversity into prosperity, just depending on what you're willing to do. Right. You know, but, uh, I mean, there's just some shit I'm not going to do. I'm not going to yeah, wear one, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to advocate for somebody else to wear one either. I'm just not going to do it. You know. Yeah, there's there's a clever person can always figure out a way to make lemonade out of lemons, right? But sometimes, you know, you just you just can't stoop that low. So, uh, you know, I mean, we got to have standards. Well, I appreciate it. I that, wanted to. Uh speak up for those uh who appreciate you getting out of your lane i listen to the well, podcast good. while driving in my subaru <laughs> well good in chicago his right. subaru in chicago. subaru chicago you don't sound like a lesbian jay <laughs> thanks for calling thanks man yep <laughs> all right all right shall we keep trucking Man, this is funny. I'm going to sneak a little drink of my some delicious guys, some diet said, Dr. Pepper here. Some guy said, Rip, are you running? Are you going to run for public office? And another guy said, Rip is not running. He's not doing cardio. Not, <laughs> not even in the haters. These are the lovers. That's amazing. No, I'm not going to run for public why, why would I run for public office? Why would I soil myself? Why would I jump into the toilet head first? <laughs> Toilets are for flushing, not for you swishing imagine? your hands around in. Can you God, sitting my... up there with those idiots at the, at the city council. <laughs> city council. Good meeting. God. Shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> God. Oh, man. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, man. All no, right. I can't. Here can't. we go. All right. Prepare yourselves. There's our characteristic one ringy dingy. So who's there? Uh, Justin from Virginia. Justin from Virginia. Where are you in Virginia? I'm in Madison County, Virginia, on my family's farm. Um, it's about 20 minutes north of Charlottesville, about an hour south of D.C. So right well, in the middle of all of this. So, so you're uh, you're in a safe area in Virginia, aren't you? 
I'm on a big farm. We got the Blue Ridge Mountains here, but you know, right. if anything gets screwy from the north or south, uh, they're going to invade the area. I think, you know. Yeah. Well, that's what uh, 308 is for. Yeah. Right? That's what lay in your supply. So, uh, but, uh, are you? Let me ask you a question. Being from uh, uh, Virginia and uh, being aware enough of our situation here, uh, oh, I'm very aware of to, it. To to probably have an answer. What do you think about your new governor, Youngkin? Um, he's he's a rhino, but he's just right. The the wave of people being so outraged by our current situation is so powerful that he's just kind of going along with it. Well, um, he's he, just because he he's a rhino doesn't choice. mean he's not temporarily useful, you know? Yeah. I mean, right. Uh, the, well, you can't trust him any I mean, further I mean, than you can throw your car, but, uh, while he's behaving no, he, himself, he was, let's just let him, let him go, you know? Yeah, uh, like he's a part of like all these weird globalist um, uh, institutions and everything. You really don't know much about them, but mm -hmm. I mean, it is what it is. Right. Yeah, we've got a similar situation here in Texas. Uh, Greg Abbott is a oh, fairly useless piece of shit, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, the occasionally whole he lines up, you know, it's the stop clock right twice a day thing he ever once in a while accidentally does the right thing but the past couple of years he has spent convincing everybody in texas that he really really would like to be ron DeSantis, but he can't do it no and, he's one of the type of they like putting patriots to sleep they right. put on a song and dance and they get patriots all excited but right. he his job is to put patriots to sleep right yeah just a lull us into a sense of complacency and yeah abbott's got this he's got this. um uh colonel west i keep up with him he seems like he would be a good governor for texas i sent him some money good i sent him some money i'm looking forward to that race that might be fun i think that what, uh, what they'll say is, colonel west seems like a decent guy to me you know he may be just another fucking politician but i'd you know, and it is he he probably is because that's just the way they all are. But uh once again, he seems more useful to our cause right now than uh uh Abbott does. So I sent Colonel West some money. Well he he's at least keeping um Abbott uh honest by, you know, bringing up things that he can do and keeping him honest during the mm -hmm. primary season. So right. Right. Well, anyway, all that shit having been said, what's going on? Oh, I just, I got two questions. I want to comment that uh, I'm 33, and I say around 16, I got into bodybuilding or, you know, the three sets of eight or, right. you know, all the bullshit. I ignored legs up until the last year or two. Right. And um, learning your system and just kind of breaking that mindset of all the bodybuilding stuff uh has really been excellent and just not being sore anymore and 
like the whole bodybuilding type of working out, it really just beats the shit out of your body. It and, does, uh, in fact. Yeah, and just doing your fact. program. Well, doing your program, I'm getting stronger, and my legs are getting stronger, and it's just, and not not sore anymore. So, well, uh, you know, a lot of people have uh, have finally uh, woken up to the fact that our program is fundamentally different than everybody else's. Fundamentally different, and the fundamental difference is that. We do not focus on muscle bellies and muscle groups. We don't care about aesthetics, except as a side effect of what we are concerned with, which is strengthening normal human movement patterns. And since we have narrowed our exercise prescription down to five or six exercises, and that's all, then uh, and we use sets of five. We don't ever do a huge amount of of uh, eccentric work on any of these any of these sets. Soreness is uh, has revealed itself to be how do I put this? Many many exercise systems, CrossFit, P90X, all these other things that are. Con- that are concerned with aesthetics and and uh, uh, muscle confusion and things like this rely on soreness as a positive indicator that things are going well. Soreness doesn't mean anything's going well. It just means you did some eccentric work that you weren't accustomed to doing, and that's not that's not necessary for strengthening anything. A, a soreness is not an adaptive mechanism uh we have people all the time and this is probably what you're experiencing right now we have people all the time go for six seven eight months adding five pounds of workout to their deadlift five pounds of workout to their squat two pounds to their bench two pounds pound and a half their press doing some chins doing power cleans, this sort of thing, and never experience bone-deep soreness. Never, because it's not a function of this program. We don't exist to make you sore. You will occasionally get sore, but it's an accidental byproduct of what we're, what we're doing. But most other systems of uh, exercise focus on the fact that soreness is good. Soreness means that the program's working. You want to be sore because sore is good, right? Well, what well, I'll, what no, I'll say, the only time I've, I had an issue was because I wasn't doing something right. And I was I work out by myself mm-hmm. um, in the barn behind my house. And when I was squatting, uh, I got little tiny narrow hips. And I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but if I don't have the squat, the form, the the width, everything in a perfect spot. My hips will hurt me like hell. Mm-hmm. And what I was doing wrong for the longest time, and I thought I almost had a uh, uh, a tear in my my abdomen. I was pushing out against the belt, right? Like pushing out my belly as I went up and down, right? 
And How did you figure out not to do that? I think I seen one of your videos or forum on your forum that said, "Don't right. do that." <laughs> right. Yeah, you uh, and I was you put the belt really on, I, and once the belt is on, you ignore it. It works without you having to actively use it. And pushing out against the belt, was, pushing out against the belt is going to change your back position. It's going to change your back angle. It's going to do all kinds of adverse things to your squat. You just put it on. If it's on at the right tightness, it works without you having to think about it at all. And I was starting to have a lot of groin pain, and I was having back pain the following morning. And when I stopped doing that, that all went away. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It would have done that. But um, also, I, you know, I do a lot of labor on the farm. Is it okay if I go up two point five pounds of workout instead of five pounds, or am I being a pussy? Fine or? with me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, let, let me let me point out the fact that throughout history guys that train also had physical jobs and they somehow got recovered so my question for mm-hmm. you is is have you answered the first three questions now that's in a, a very important article on our website and anytime somebody asks about about progress or the lack thereof i'll point them to this article called the first three questions now you need to look that up but uh since we're here talking to each other, uh, whatever increments are going to allow you to continue to make progress, and progress means more weight on the bar on a regular basis, then those increments are correct. All right? If you have to take two and a half, take two and a half. Right? Uh, second is how much are you eating? Are you eating Maybe enough food point? to get recovered? What, um, how tall I are you? Take, I, oh, I'm I'm just like five eight. And what do you weigh? I, right now, but I know what you're going to say. I'm skinny little fuck. Around one seventy five right now. Okay, well, here's the situation. You're a skinny little fuck, and yep. as, as a result of that, uh, staying a skinny little fuck, you're not getting recovered. It may be that you can take five pound jumps. If you will make sure that you're getting about 250 grams of protein and about 4,500 calories a day. Now, I don't think you're doing that or you wouldn't be 5'8 and 175. I think that you are still, in your mind, eating like a bodybuilder. I am. I can't get all, you know, oh, I want to have a flat stomach. I understand. I understand. It's hard to outgrow that. Mental illness. It's hard to outgrow that. You're going to look better in your clothes at 5'8 and 215 than you do at 5'8 and 175. All right? Now, in your mind, you're thinking abs. Now, Mm -hmm. who hangs around without their shirt on? That's not also what we call a douchebag. If you hang around without your shirt on and show everybody your abs, you are a douchebag. And I don't get the feeling that a that a guy in your situation, rural Virginia, you know, on a farm, I don't I don't think you're a douchebag. No. I, I, no, and so look, just start eating, okay? And you're going to find 
that this program works a hell of a lot better than you think it does. If you'll just eat enough food, all right, you're probably eating 2,800 calories a day. And that's not enough. That's, that's, that's almost, uh, half enough food. All right. You need to be eating a whole bunch of food. And in fact, most people in your situation are going to tell us that the, the dietary requirements of going from 175 to 215 at your height are going to be a hell of a lot more trouble than the training. That's, that's the report, you know, especially if you're trying to overcome a psychological addiction to abs, right? If, if you go from 175 at 12% body fat to 215 at 17%, 18% body fat, I promise you, you're going to look better with more body fat on you in your shirt than you did at 175 with abs because people look at the parts of you that they can see with your clothes on all right they look at your neck your traps your arms your hip depth your leg size your lat sweep so to speak all of that stuff is visible with your clothes on all right and every one of those physical attributes is going to look better on you 40 pounds heavier having trained to to grow the 40 pounds now let me ask you this um i don't know if it's like a mental barrier of mine but i'm squatting and i get to a weight that i've never really been to and when i'm squatting i'm like oh my form isn't right oh i need to go down weight i'm going you know is that just my mind trying to fuck with me? Sure. And there's really nothing wrong with my form. Do you just, video your workouts? Uh, no. Well, video your workouts. And then mm-hmm. if if something's wrong with your form, you can identify it. But if you mm-hmm. if you don't, you can't tell what your form's doing unless you see it. Okay? You can't you can't tell about a form problem any more than you can tell about how hard a rep was all right uh this is uh you know this comes up all the time this rpe bullshit and uh hell melissa was in the gym last night and uh melissa squatted uh she squatted 305 350 on thursday no, I'm talking about last night. Oh, she last did night, sets yeah. of five with yeah. 305 or 307 or something. Yep. And uh, her comment was, when she got through that last set of five, her comment was, I can see why this RPE is bullshit. That's exactly what she said without me saying anything to her. She said that very thing because she had, we were sitting there watching her set we're yelling at her and everything and she's coming up out of the bottom and they you know kind of grindy right but she looked at the video of the set when she got through and her comment was is those didn't look anywhere near as hard as they felt 
Yeah, now, that's that's your just, mind. Yes, your your mind is not a reliable feedback mechanism for how hard something is. Your mind isn't. Melissa's mind isn't, and my mind is not. I remember a set of squats that uh, oh, I did back before I hurt my legs so bad last year, and it was you know like three fifteen for a triple, something like that. I'm an old guy. I'm not very strong anymore. But I took 315 out of the rack. The warm-ups all felt like shit. All that felt like shit. Two and a quarter felt like shit. 275 felt like shit. Took the took 315 out. I'm just going to do a set. Of, I'm going to do a triple with 315. I took 315 out of the rack. I went down for the first rep. I said to the spotters, I said, you guys watch me real close. This all feels like shit tonight. And they uh, uh, they watched me on the first rip, and it felt like shit. It, it did, in fact, feel like I was going to get a double maybe. So I took the second rep down, grinded, grinded, and grinded on the thing and drove it back up. And I said, well, shit, all right, well, I'm here. I'm not going to rack this in front of these guys. It's just Let's just do the third rep but i said you guys get close because this may not go and i took it down came up out of the bottom of it you know felt like took about a week and a half to do the rep then i put it back in the rack and i said i was leaning on the bar wheezing and acting like a pussy and i said oh god i've man i thank you all for watching me and uh uh, Scott, I think, I can't remember who both the spotters were. Scott was there and one other guy was there. Said all those looked exactly the same. They all looked exactly the same. They moved at the same speed. I said that's that can't possibly be the case. Other guy said, yep, they all looked exactly the same. And my perception of it was that the first one looked like shit, and by the time I got to the third one, you know, it was a limit rep. And their feedback to me was all three reps moved at exactly the same bar speed, and they were not limit. And I've been doing this 45 years, and I can't tell. Okay. Time, like, really slows down. Yes. That's right. Yeah. Time dilation effect. It's like approaching the speed of light. And uh, it's a uh, yeah, it's a it's a common phenomena, and some people have figured out a way to make money off of it, like we were talking about earlier. You can make money off of anything if you're just willing to just make money, you know. But this is uh, this is uh, this is a problem, you know. A whole bunch of people have been convinced that it's okay to be a fucking pussy, as long as you are willing to say that, man, that those warm-ups felt real bad. I think I'm going to take some weight off the bar for the work set. Well, that's an excellent way to never make any fucking progress. Because if you don't try to do the load, then you don't know whether the load will go or not. And if the weight doesn't go up when you're training, over time, the weight doesn't go up, you are not getting stronger. And that's all there is to it. Okay? Yeah. And like... What what you? I really want to thank you for being a voice out there and just being with all the COVID stuff and just being brave to say the truth. Yeah. In this time of a uh, mass mental illness, 
Yes. And that's exactly what it is. Yeah, exactly what it is, my friend. This is uh, we are living in a post-truth society. We are living in a time when everyone has agreed on the lie. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's like biblical. I mean, I don't know what to call it. It's 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 bizarre. It's it's very very huge. It's worldwide. It's not just here. Everyone has agreed to believe the fucking lie, and that's all there is. And me and you, and me and you, and other people know like this isn't going to end well, and we're very afraid of how this is going to end. That's right. (laughs) Because we're not going to go along with this forever, and a lot of people aren't. And this is getting scary. But I mean, but it's been scary a while, man. It's been scary a while. All you can do and all I can do, all any of us can do, is that when we – because we can't affect the greater situation. We have no effect whatsoever on the greater situation. The only thing you can do is take care of your own shit. Do not And that's why I like you. Don't do the wrong thing. Don't do the wrong thing just because everybody wants you to. Don't do the wrong thing. Okay. And the one thing I can do is go down there and squat and get stronger That's right. during these times. You control. So, uh-huh. it, and this is a very good point. I'm glad you brought that up. All right. In a, in a period of time like this where so many things that we do on a regular basis have been jerked out of our control, you control the ability to load the barbell Take the barbell down below parallel and squat it back up. You control that. Nobody else does but you. And if you choose to do so and choose to challenge what you perceive your limits are, you can improve. And, you know, that's a that's just that's just pretty fucking cool. Help, help keep your sanity too. In fact, so. Well, man, I appreciate your call. Thanks very much. Good luck with your training, okay? Uh, thank you, Mark. Thank Bye. you all the starting strength people. Thanks. Well, you know, there's there's hope out there, isn't there? A little bit. Yeah. Guys in rural Virginia. Yeah. In fact. All right, here we go. All right. Here we go. Hello. Hi there. Hi. What's your name? Oh, uh, Morgan. Four from Fort Worth. Morgan, calling from Fort Worth. Down the street. Right down the yeah. street here. Hour and a half. Yeah, it's not too far. No, it's an hour and a half. It's nothing. It's nothing. I drive down there yeah, to eat sometimes and drive back. I've done. I've yeah, done I'm that. Skipping I, go a jump. To, I go to In-N-Out Burger and come back. I've, I don't mind doing that at all. Yeah. I think that's a brilliant use of the gas and the time. Yep. I go to Papado down there on 30. Yep. Fabulous place to eat. You know, It's a good uh, Caesar salad at Papado. Best Caesar salad in the industry at Papado. Trust me on this. Noted. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <laughs> what's going on? Oh, well, I just want to call in. Um, I'm, I'm doing fasting, right? Inter- intermediate fasting. 
Well, why are you, you doing know, that? Uh, all my meals in six hours. Why are you doing? Uh, trying to lose a little bit of weight. I got trying to lose a little bit of weight. I got up to two twenty right after Christmas. You know. How tall are Christmas you? Weight. Just trying to five eight. You're five eight two twenty, and you think that's too heavy? Yep. Really? I do. What's your body fat percentage? Do you have any idea? Uh, last time I measured twenty three. Twenty three. Well, you know, I can live with 23, but I'm 65, so uh, so you're going to IF. All right, I got a question. When does IF become just not eating breakfast? Does anybody know the answer Good to question. that? Good question. I just, I, I just eat a big dinner pretty much. Yeah, yeah, it's, you're just not eating breakfast. You do you do IF too, Rip, don't you? Yeah, usually. Yeah. Usually. Doesn't seem to have made any difference in my body composition. <laughs> doing IF. I'm doing an acronym instead of just missing. Bre- I could be doing MB, right? But I'm doing IF, right? All right. I'm doing a BD, big dinner. BD, big dinner. Right. The fasting part gets you more in touch with your caveman side, right? Right. You had to go hunt. For the animal, right? Kill it, that, and you couldn't eat until you all did all that. Right? Time. So yeah, there's no berries or anything around, so you just had to wait till you killed something right. to eat it. Right, makes sense. Well, so, yeah, it kind of started off uh, more or less. I was just so damn busy around the house and with work, I just couldn't eat. And now I'm right. like, well, fuck it, I'll just stick with it. All right. Well, if it's working, there you go. So, what's your I question? Lost about 15 pounds in the really. Yeah, so, so what are you now? In the first three weeks. So you, uh, about 207. You're 207. Now, well, why don't you consider not doing it anymore and staying at 207 and working back up to 225? While getting a, your squat to 450. Yeah, get your squat up to 5 and your deadlift up to 575 and your bench up to 350 and your press up to two and a quarter. Yes, that's kind of what I was going to ask. Like, is it possible? Yes. I know it's not possible to fast. And lose weight and gain muscle. That's impossible. That's impossible to do. Uh, but just like any, yeah, I wonder if there's any good practices that you well, might know of. you can skew the, all right. Uh, as a general rule, if you are gaining body weight, uh, even if you are gaining body weight by sitting on the couch and eating potato chips and drinking Cokes, uh, a percentage of that body weight is going to be lean body mass and a percentage of it is going to be fat okay that's always the case now you can skew the ratio with uh paying close attention to your diet all right and i think you've probably lost sight of this but if you're down to 207 right now and what are your lifts right now that'll help too uh you're gonna hate me, but I did a one rep max deadlift last night, 454. Yeah. Uh, and then my last, God, my last squat was 410 for three sets of five. Right. And my last bench was 280 three sets of five. So you got some room to get stronger, right? And what you need to do is come off of this insane IF shit. Uh, go back to eating eight eggs for breakfast. And, uh, yeah, eight eggs for breakfast. Have some oatmeal or some toast along with it. And uh, 
get your protein intake up, get your calories back up, uh, watch your carbs, and let's try to get your body weight back up to two and a quarter while you're PNR, uh, PRing your, 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 your big lifts every week on an intermediate type program. And that's what you need to do. Okay. Got it. Right. Uh, IF I do is, love uh, me some breakfast. No, you, you, you need to be eating breakfast. You, it ain't going to take you 15 minutes to fry a bunch of eggs and your favorite skillet in butter. And, uh, here, here's a, here's a trick. All right. Fry yourself eight eggs in butter, put them on your platter and put Parmesan cheese on them. I've been doing that ever since. Oh, God damn, it's good. good. That's good, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, man. It's good. You'll, you'll enjoy you breakfast again. In, in the eggs, yeah. No, I, I fry the eggs. I don't scramble them. But if you want to scramble the eggs, that's fine. You can put the Parmesan in the scrambled eggs. Yep. Works like that, fine, yeah. Well, scrambled right. eggs with cheese is just even that's a, a, a delicacy. Eggs, eating a bunch of eggs gets really old. Yeah, just, just plain old fried eggs. Yeah. I mean, you got to figure out ways to do them. Put hot sauce on them, you know. But eggs are the cheapest, high quality protein that you could get, and you need to keep that in mind. You know, even in this <laughs> fucked up economy, eggs eighteen eggs at Walmart is two bucks, yep. something like that. Uh, you know? Yeah, not even. Yeah, sale. Yeah, one eighty five, something like that. It's just that's just, that's just the best way to do this. You know, and as long as you can keep eating those eggs without going crazy, then that's what you that's what you need to do. But quit skipping breakfast. Get back on this deal and and uh, eat a little less large dinner, and uh, put breakfast back in. And I think you're going to find that your training will go better if you do that. Okay. Got it. All right. Thanks for calling. All right. All right. Later. Well, I mean, we hadn't had any bad luck yet. So far, doing good. All right. Hello. Hello, Rip. How are you doing? I'm fine. Who's this? This is Chris from New York. Please, please don't disconnect. Chris from <laughs> New York. Chris, you have a little accent that's not New York going on, so where are you from? Uh, originally, I'm from Poland. See, I could hear a little, a little something. Hear in there. a little something in there. Yep. Uh, I'm I'm sorry if that's you didn't racist. Assume it was Russian. I didn't mean to be racist, but you know, I could hear a little. I think Poland is. Well, white anytime people, you so say uh, "Where are you from?", uh, somebody's going to say, "Well, you racist." Yeah, it depends on the color. If they're white people, if yeah. they're from Poland, Poland then it's not can, racism. No, you can ask them. You can ask them anything. You can ask their health status, vaccination status. Because <laughs> it's just a white yeah. guy. Yeah, it's just a white dude. <laughs> <laughs> STDs, anything you want. Yeah, I don't – into fisting, whatever, you know. So, uh, all right, uh, Chris, let's, <laughs> let's have it, man. Uh, I have – Two questions. One is press related, and one is deadlift related. Okay. Wh- which one do you want first? I don't care. Which one do you care the most about? Let's do that first. Okay. So uh, I have a little problem with my press because 
uh, a bunch of years back, I completely messed up my elbow. I needed to have it surgically reset, uh, and I needed a UCL and RCL reattachment. Mm-hmm. So right now it doesn't straighten out all the way, right? Which makes my press somewhat asymmetrical. How uh, long are you post-op on this? Uh, that would be two and a half, three years, something along those lines. All right. Uh, two and a half, three years. Uh, that thing is probably 90% through remodeling. All right. And if you're having trouble straightening that out, do you do chins? No problem with that. I'd like to see how straight the elbow gets when you hang from the bar in tension as opposed to pressing the bar up in compression. If you if the you see what I'm saying. Same degree. It's the it it's exactly uh, the same. You're saying the, the the exact same degree, uh yeah. So, so, it's, uh, so hanging it's straight, length it's, problem. it's bone on bone, both both positions, in tension and compression, right? And and how much are we talking about? A couple, a degree, or is it five degrees yeah, or or twenty degrees? It's somewhere between fifteen and twelve degrees. Oh wow! Yeah, it's a significant. You can't really lock that out. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, when I first actively started doing presses, uh, I always had problems locking the bar out overhead myself, but I just kept beating the shit out of it. And finally, I can I can lock the thing out overhead with straight elbows, but it took me several years to get to that. So I'm not going to say right up, you know, just off the top of my head that you're never going to be able to lock that elbow out. You may very well be able to do it especially if you pay very close attention to getting it as straight as you can get it in both tension and compression when you lock out overhead okay it may not be finished in other words may not be finished healing but even if it is even if it is you just do the best job of locking it out that you can and if if that makes the bar tilt too much at lockout, then you'll have to compensate uh, by not locking out the other side and making it look symmetrical. Now, this might be a legitimate time for you to press in front of a mirror. Now, I'm not going to say that very often, all right, but in this particular case, <laughs> it would give you some feedback about where both elbows need to be at the top of the press. Okay. All right. So what's uh, your deadlift, bro? I, I was, I was, uh, I want to go back to the press for just one second. Okay. I was, uh, it was suggested to me uh, by a strength coach, a weightlifting coach. Right. So their opinion may not be valid. Uh, but, uh, it was suggested that I should maybe do uh, unilateral presses. Uh, why? Uh, to work the full range of motion 
on both arms, even well, though the range of motion is different. Well, you're working the full range of motion on both arms if you're pressing bilaterally overhead. Now, what that will mean is that the, uh, once again, the, the good elbow may lock out at a position higher than the bad elbow, which would make the bar tilt a little bit. But if you make the bar level at the top of the press, then the thing is being trained symmetrically. All right. But you can, you can do way less than half the amount of weight unilaterally than you can bilaterally. And lifting light weights does, is, you know, not good for getting strong. So if, 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 if I had your elbow, I would, uh, I would just press and I'd concentrate every single rep. I'd concentrate on locking that elbow out from warm-ups with the empty bar all the way to the last rep of the work sets. I'd concentrate on nothing but locking the bad elbow out and just see if something doesn't improve over time because it very well might. Okay? All right. All right? All right. You got a uh, question so about your deadlift? deadlift? All right. Yes. This is uh, well, probably more socially loaded than I would like, but because I'm living in dystopian New York, mm-hmm. uh, every time I uh, put my deadlift down fast at the gym, I'm accused of dropping it because obviously, right? I'm living in New York, right? So you're uh, in New I York City. Up my deadlift now. By New York, you don't mean yeah. New York State. You mean New York City, right? I mean New York City. Yes. Okay. Uh, so uh, I've worked up my deadlift up to Chase's press, which I consider okay, because I did that by uh, lowering it down very slowly and then letting the slack out, pulling the slack back and deadlifting it again. Okay. And I was just wondering, am I doing is it doing anything at all other than wasting my energy putting it down very slowly and very carefully? It uses up energy that could be better used on the next rep, yes. Yeah, if you burn up ATP lowering the eccentric phase of the deadlift in an unnaturally slow manner, you're you're burning up gas. That could be better used on the next rep. That's why we teach you to set the thing down. Don't drop it, but set it down quickly, reset and pull because that that's the more, that's the best way to lift heavier weights. And that's what we're concerned about. But in your particular situation, uh, you know, uh, there are lots and lots of reasons for you to consider moving the fuck out of New York city. And it might be uh, that this is one of them, huh? As soon as I finish my degree, I'm getting the fuck out. Oh, all right. Good. Well, it may be that you just are going to have to, you know, put that thing on hold, that deadlift situation on hold, get your degree and get the fuck out of there. You know? 
Where are you going That's to school? Fun. Columbia or some prestigious uh, NYU engineering. Right. Oh, okay. Well, that's useful to have a degree from NYU in engineering. So you just do what you need to do to get that done, and then we'll get with your training later. Okay? All right. All right, Chris. Good luck to you, man. Thanks for calling. All right. All right. Shall we keep going? I don't see why we shouldn't keep going. Don't see Unless it's getting... I don't see why we, we shouldn't. shouldn't. So it's we a should, double negative. So we should keep going. Right, right. Got it. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a math problem. There, it is. It, it is. It. Yeah. It's a pretty good one, too. Satinin. Hey, Rip. This hey. is Nate from Columbus, Ohio. Who's this, Dave? Nate, sorry, Nate. N-A-T-E, Nate from Columbus, Ohio. Hi, Nate. Correct, yeah. I called last Q&A. I called last Q&A asking about rack pulls and haltings. Right. And I just had a couple follow-up questions regarding deadlifts. All right. My first is that I have a meet coming up May 28th, and I just started doing rack pulls and haltings, so I've never done them before leading up to a meet. Right. And I know you've talked about how you've gone straight from rack pulls and haltings into a meet without even doing a regular deadlift before. Right. But I'm wondering, since I've never done that, I don't know like if I rack pull X for five, I can do a regular deadlift for however much weight. So I'm wondering, should I switch the singles? And if so, how close to the meet? Well, I mean, you can if you want to. I think you're going to get a positive training effect from not switching to singles by keeping the workload up up until the meet. Now, if you're doing fives on your rack pulls, your last rack pull workout needs to be 10 days out from the meet on Saturday. All right. So that's, you know, the previous week is going to be your heaviest set of five set of rack pulls. All right. And then just coast into the meat on that. Uh, Okay. Here's the advantage that you guys have that I did not have when I was doing this. All right. We've got a model for the deadlift now. And we know how to think about the deadlift and through – through the the uh you know me having fucked all this stuff up for all these years we've unfucked all this and you can walk up to a bar laying on the floor for your first attempt deadlift that's going to be you know 25 30 pounds underneath your set of five rack pull and that'll be your opening your opening lift your opening deadlift all right. And you know exactly what to do. You know exactly where your feet go. You know exactly where your grip goes. You know exactly what to do with your hips. You know you know how to push the floor away from the bar. You know the model of the movement. So you don't really need to practice it that much. Now you can if you want to. I just don't know that it's it's productive because it's going to 
it's going to be a training stress that's not going to be as productive as just doing the work and the rack pulls and haltings. All right. And then what you're going to do is you're going to pick a reasonable number for your opener at the meet. And you're going to go out there and you're going to do the opener. And then you're going to decide on your second your second attempt after you do the opener. And you know, you're going to what you're going to do is is have somebody video that thing and see how fast it comes off the ground. It may feel like shit. Okay? Cuz as we discussed earlier in the in the show, these these things are not terribly reliable, but if if, if the first attempt came off the floor with pretty good bar speed then you're gonna you're you know take a nice little jump on your second attempt now i was never one of these guys because i've you know i i didn't just go to a deadlift meet i didn't do three attempts i only did two attempts on the deadlift because i wasn't ever good for a third attempt so i uh always uh called for a second attempt of what i wanted to pull that day and what I thought I could pull that day, I I would call for that on the second attempt, and I'd waive my third attempt. Now, I don't know what, you know, I don't know if that was the best approach to the situation. I don't know if that's what you want to do. But uh, mm-hmm. if you've got, uh, uh, what's your set of five rack pull right now, for example? Uh, I just said six out of five for five yeah well you're gonna pull you know in the low fives you're gonna pull in the low fives uh at the meet and by then you you, you have three months to taper this thing up you know you you may pull 633 638 you know yeah you very well might might be 644 could be that that's what happens and if what i would do is i'd open with 606 i'd look at the video and then i'd i'd pick what i wanted for what i thought i could do that day and then if something happens you can take it for a third attempt Mm -hmm. that's that's what i would i guess one of my concerns is that I'm kind of inexperienced. Like, I did my first meet uh, last May, so it's going to be, like, one year for my first meet. Mm-hmm. And in my first meet, I didn't have anyone experience helping me determine, like, what jumps to take. Right. So my last squat and deadlift, I could have done more. Like, watching the video, I shot up out of the hole on the squat, and the deadlift just came straight up. Right. And I ended up pulling. So for my third attempt deadlift, I pulled 578. Mm-hmm. But then a week later, just because it moved so easy, I just wanted to see what I could do, and I pulled six fifteen. Right now, I used a different bar than I've been training with in my garage, mm-hmm. and I think the bar was a lot less stiff. Yeah, so could have been whippier. You know, and a, a one of those yeah twenty seven yeah. millimeter deadlift bar does is friendlier to pull off the floor. There's no doubt. It's eight feet long. Yeah. And it's 27 millimeters, and there's quite a bit of flex in the middle of the thing when you start to pull. And uh, it's not quite like doing a rack pull, but it's headed in that direction. You know, you can pull more weight yeah. off the ground on that bar than you can on a stiff bar. 
but I don't know what federation your 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 meat is in. If they use the same bar for the squat and the deadlift, you can't count on that happening. Uh, I if if uh, what what I'm what I'm telling you is is one of the one of the advantages of doing the lifts our way is that you don't have to really count on having to do a bunch of practice on a deadlift in order to go do a deadlift at the meet. Okay. You know what to do and you'll, you'll practice it in the warm up room. Okay. So what you'll do in the, to warm up the deadlift and then in the warm up room, you're going to start at two and a quarter and then you're going to go to four Oh five and then you're going to go to four ninety five. And then you're going to go to probably 565 for your last warm-up. So I would do a two and a quarter for five. I'd do 405 for double. I'd do 95 for a single, 55, 565 for a single, and I'd pick my opener. You know, it'll be, be, you know, 600, 606, whatever that is. Uh and then, mm-hmm. based on the way that first rep, look, uh, the first attempt looks, you know, you just yeah pick pick the number and see what happens. This is how you get experience. This is how you learn how right. you're going to do this thing. You just got to go to – you need to be going to three meets a year if you want to do this. Um, okay. But, uh, yeah, you've got to – that, that you're going to learn from yourself, you know, because all the basic rules of thumb may or may not apply. You know, I, I could always do, uh, my rack pull set of five for a single off the floor, but that may or may not apply to you. It's going to be based on anthropometry and all kinds of other things. So, uh, gotcha. I would, uh, just learn for yourself, but, uh, in answer to your general question, I don't think you need to practice the deadlift to be able to to be able to successfully do a, a good second attempt deadlift at the meet because you know what to do. You've got a model in your head that I didn't have. I just went out there and pulled on a bar. You know, I didn't have the things to think about that we've given you. I didn't have the tools that you've got. And, you know, had I made some significant changes in my training and my body weight and known all the shit that I, that I know now I would have totaled quite a bit better than I did when I was lifting. But I, I, I think you're fine. I think you just, uh, you know, if, if you're really worried about it, then on your, uh, uh, the days that you do your haltings, do those things with full deadlifts until you get to the work set of haltings. Okay. Because you're going to start, if you're going to do you, work set of five haltings, your last warm up is going to be a single anyway. Just do that for a full deadlift if you want to practice, you know, and get your alternate grip or your hook, you know, however you're going to, however you're going to pull. Yeah, that's uh, what I was just about shape. to ask because right now I'm pulling with straps. Now you've got to, you've got to start pulling with grip. Okay. Because you, 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 
got to get out of the habit of using straps because of the because the amount of time that you you're going to spend fucking around with the straps is not going to be it's not going to be practice for the platform at the meet since you're not using straps at the meet you're either going to hook and get your thumb used to the idea that it's going to hurt for a minute uh or you're going to have to alternate you're going to have to get used to the idea that the uh have to get used to the idea that the supine hand elbow has to stay straight you got to learn about that you got to get used to the idea that the supine hand side can't get shoved away from you during the deadlift because it's going to that's going to happen what grip did you use on the 605 at the meet uh i used alternating at the meet yeah yeah and i i was thinking about switching to i guess a question for hook grip you does your thumb kind of adapt and sure. just get used to it, or does it always just hurt? No, it, it, you'll, you'll adapt. You just got to, if you're going to hook grip, you're going to have to start at 135 doing the hook grip that day. And you're going to have to do it three or four weeks in a row, and it eventually won't okay. bother you too bad. I mean, I've, we've got a video of uh, uh, Brad Gillingham doing 400 kilos with a hook grip, you know. Yeah, you can do it. I didn't know if those guys were just crazy and just didn't nah. find the pain, or if you. No, I mean it, it's going to hurt, but your <laughs> thumb gets better. conditioned to it. Your thumb adapts to it, yeah. just like everything adapts. Yeah, you, know, you got to you got to tape it. You got to learn how to tape the thing. You know, you got to tape your thumb correctly. You got to learn how to do that. So, uh, you've got to. There, there's several things you have to do, but you can you can hook grip at the meat if you want to. Okay. Okay. I might try doing that in my warm-ups. Just give it a shot, you know. Give it a shot. All right, man. Thanks for the call. Okay. How many more we got, I wonder? There's three people on hold. Well, let's take one of them anyway. How long are we gone now? We're uh, 90 minutes. Uh, Let's see what happens here. There's a ringy dingy. Hope it's good. This might be the last one. Might be, man. Hi, Mark. Hey, who are you? My name's John from California. John from California. Can you hear me okay? I, have to... I can I hear you COVID. just fine, John. Recovering from COVID. <clears throat> okay. You're having to what? COVID is having a pro. Is making you not talk correctly or something like that? Yeah, my voice kind of sounds screwy right now. What else can it not do? <clears throat> I mean. COVID can do anything. It can change a man's voice, change a man's mind. Makes me weak as fuck. I'm telling you, weak as fuck. But anyway, All right. I got a question or a request for me. What? Why won't you go on Joe Rogan's show? I would love to see you on that. <laughs> I'm All right. serious. Are you are you're serious? People ask this all the time. It's really oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of funny. Do you think I get to decide whether I go go on Joe Rogan's show or not? Well, I you know. You know, here's all right. See, here let me let me illustrate this. I had decided quite some time ago that I was going to give the Pope an audience. I was going to let him talk to me. <laughs> I was going to let the Pope talk to me. 
And I, what I was going to, but yeah. what I was going to do is I was going to make him come to Wichita Falls and come out here to the warehouse where I had agreed to talk to him. And he declined. And he wouldn't do it. He didn't. He didn't want to do oh. it. Well, he's in Austin now, so what the fuck? I, it's just five hours, right up two eighty one. Yeah. You know, uh, drive the Pope Mobile up here. We'll pull him in a parking lot and guarantee <laughs> you safety and all this shit. And you know, I, I don't know. I may revisit that idea. I had considered uh, at one time. Uh, you know, some time you know ago, what? I had considered giving uh, uh, Kamala Harris the opportunity to uh, <laughs> fillet me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know i asked her about that and she she said who are you and i said well i'm not willie brown but you know i'm i'm close well if you went on joe and, rogan she'd and, know who you are well i just, yeah, she would know then wouldn't she i think she must watch joe rogan sure uh no but besides that since i'm on, i have covid and i haven't been lifting when i restart lifting how how much did i back off because well uh how long have you not been training uh it's been a good two weeks you've been sick for two weeks with covid no I'm you haven't you that's bullshit hey no my wife got it recovered right away right but i've had it and well, i'm about 85 percent right now did you take any ivermectin so yeah i took the ivermectin paste Right, and I went and got the monoclonal antibody treatment, right. but it's just fucking with me, man. <clears throat> well, fucking with me. Uh, go back in and train. This is bullshit. Go back in and train, and uh, what you're going to do is you're going to back up three workouts. In other All words, right. you're going to back up and repeat third workout back from when you stopped. And then the next time okay. you train, you'll do this. You're just going to go back through that that sequence. So third workout, second workout, the last workout, and then you're back to where you need to be doing your PRs. That's how it's done. All righty. You already got it um, in your notes. There's not any reason to even invent anything well, new. Know, I, use a, I use an erase board, and I, I got about a month worth. I should write it down on paper. Yeah, that's that's good. Paper that can't get erased unless you're just a fool, you know. That's why I always yeah. recommended a journal book, a log book, book. Right. Maybe I'll get one. Yeah. Yeah, I think you ought to get one. All right, but I'll tell you what. Uh, next time Joe calls and begs me to come on his show, maybe you'll consider it. Right. I'll <laughs> I'll I'll take your advice and I'll consider it. All right, I'll consider it. I promise. That's my promise to you. I will consider it. All right. Thanks for the call. Man, that's hilarious. Yeah. People seriously ask that all the time. They're like, "Why doesn't Rip go on Rogan?" <laughs> I don't know. After I get through with the Pope, I'm going on. I'll go on Rogan. The Pope has my attention first. <laughs> of right? course. He's of got course. several serious problems that I need to address with. <laughs> you could help him with. I could help him yeah, with. Yeah, for sure. Right. <laughs> well, what do you want right, to do? All right, let's do one more. One more. All right. Hello. Hey, Coach. Hey, who's this? This is Anthony from New York. 
Anthony from New York. Just trying to uh, kind of, <laughs> yeah, just uh, lazily trolling you through and just trying to bust you because it's something. Um, I, I can barely like, understand you, like a, Anthony. Why don't you? Uh, oh, sorry, uh, can are you, you having trouble understanding him? Nick? A little bit, yeah. It's in New York. It's I don't know. It sounds like the microphone to me. Kind of blurry. Uh, yeah, let's hear your question and see what happens. All right, yeah. Um, yeah, I just had a quick question. Um, I had a umbilical hernia rupture about maybe three years ago. Um, How long I ago? Repair. Three, uh, three years. Three years ago, right? Yeah. And you yeah. had to mesh so repair. Like stuff. No, I had the suture. I had the the, the good one, not the the cheapo, uh, dodgy one that they just stick stick a foreign object in your body. So I, I insisted on getting the suture repair. Uh, I thought that was better. I actually didn't know, but. Um, I'm kind of concerned. Like I don't know. I'm thinking about getting back into lifting. I, I probably should have got back in earlier, but uh, I, I'm curious as to whether you've seen cases of people getting like r- rupturing their uh, repair jobs and you know needing more work if they get back in. Yeah, only if they what didn't have like the only if they didn't have the mesh repair. <laughs> I have. Okay. I had a bilateral inguinal hernia repair back about 2004, and. Uh, I haven't had the first bit of trouble with it at all. Now, uh, an umbilical hernia is a little bit different animal. Uh, But uh, we generally recommend on an umbilical hernia repair, a midline hernia repair of any any sort, that you go back to training after a couple of weeks. And then you just make sure to wear a belt over the lesion. Now, if the lesion's high... That may mean that you're wearing your normal lifting belt along your normal anatomical waist and that you're using a Velcro belt over the lesion to hold everything together. Mm. But like I said, that's two weeks post-op. You start back training. If you've been two years, you just didn't want to train. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, if you don't want to train, (laughs) then don't train. But the, 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 the... umbilical repair on your on your uh let's see uh, that is probably going to be above your natural waistline and that may or may not need a second belt you may be able to lift with that with your normal belt up in a little bit higher position as long as it doesn't bother your ribs if it does, put mm. your belt on in the normal position and then use a Velcro belt for that, uh, for strapping the, the other hernia back in. Okay. Okay. That should, that should be, uh, the, the best way to approach this. You want to reinforce that hernia if it hadn't been stressed, because mm. if it hadn't been stressed, it then healed hadn't healed correctly it won't heal correctly until you've loaded it and gone through the the process of forcing the thing to adapt okay 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 man thanks for the I call when I was the doctors. oh do what now oh shit i cut him off you cut him off yeah. well <clears throat> it was going to be stupid you, anyway you said the uh, magic word thanks for the call okay that's thanks my, for the call that's my cue that's your but his i say thanks for the call and nick goes, yeah just, a, a, just the reflex test. That's right. that's right. Right? He's got fast reflexes, Nick does. Fast hands. 
like a wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like a honey Wolverines bite. don't have hands. Like a honey. Yes, they do. They have thumbs even. <laughs> they don't have thumbs. They got five claws that'll pull your eyes out. <laughs> Wolverines are constantly pissed off, man. <laughs> Maybe that's why. No fucking thumbs. They don't have any thumbs. They see the, the goddamn uh, raccoon with the thumbs and they get all mad. They all mad. That why can't I have thumbs? <laughs> raccoon sitting around. Grabbing. I, I mean, Wolverine sitting around up in the, you know, <laughs> up in Michigan, Canadian wilderness, going, <laughs> "Fuck my life." Fuck. No thumbs. <laughs> Shit, I could do with an opposable thumb. That's what Wolverines you know, <laughs> constantly say to themselves. All right. Well, how about that? All right. I'm always pleased <laughs> with how our we'll call in shows turn out we always have productive conversations get good training questions yep even get to stay in the lane a little bit sometimes I stay in my lane every once in a while yeah yep good stuff have people congratulate me for getting out of my lane right now how about that yep yep right yeah it's good for you because uh this is far more indicative of the uh starting strength youtube channel i think because all, all you get is the haters. Yeah. Because we make you read the hater comments. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It could be. Could be that there are more lovers than there are haters. Yeah. Not all 225,000 of our subscribers hate you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's good in a way. All right. Well, there we have it. That's a wrap, as they say in the business. That's a wrap. In the business, right? So uh, thank you guys for being here with us, and um, we will see you next time here on Starting Strength Radio. <laughs> <laughs>